join us if you dare. It's movie night at your drive-in of terror. Each week, you'll hear about one campy movie for a laugh. One terrifying feature sure to scare your pants off. And one kid-friendly scare for the little ones. Or not-so-little ones, needing a little less terror. The show's about to start. Get comfy and sit down in front. Oh, and one more thing. This episode contains spoilers. Consider yourself warm. Enjoy the show, if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Hi guys, I'm Tom here with my good friend Shay, and we'd like you to pull on into our drive-in of terror for season two, episode number 21 of the Scare Your Pants Off It's Movie Night podcast. In tonight's episode, our fright-filled feature is Saw. So grab your snacks and we'll kill the lights. So how you doing today, Shay? Our season two is old enough to drink. Yep, and almost done. And almost done, I know. It's crazy. I'm excited for the surprise that um, we've said was okay to start spoiling, uh, not spoiling, but hinting at. Um, I'm really excited to get back in the camper though, because like I, yeah. I miss our road trip, and I am, I'm going through some cryptid withdrawals. I think. Yeah, I'm, I have. Um, I'm very excited too for it. It's uh, it was a nice, nice little break from it, you know, kind of. Uh, but uh, it's now. Um, I am definitely, definitely looking forward to getting back, uh, getting back on the road and uh, and, and doing it. Because yeah, it's like I love all that stuff, but how much I've come to love cryptids, it's just, just awesome. It's hard not to. It's 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 such a cool, yeah. But well, you have you watched anything good recently? So I so there's two things now. Um, I watched a movie and I don't know how I feel about it. So I'm going to see if you watched it so I can maybe try to gather an opinion based off of yours. Because frankly, I don't know how I feel about it. It's a movie called The Invitation and it's on Netflix. And I think it came out in like 2020 or 2018. Oh, let me, no, actually, I think it might be newer. I think it was 2022. Sorry. Um, but it was, it's called Invitation. And I think there's more than one movie called Invitation, but this one is uh, a girl who has just lost her mother, lost her father earlier in her life, um, has done like a DNA test and discovered that she has family over over in England and she actually ends up meeting a cousin. Is any of this ringing a bell? No, not really. So she meets this cousin and he, because he's in New York from England, for some reason by chance which i'm I'm already like mm, yeah that's that's a lie i already don't trust this guy and that's fine <laughs> but i don't trust anybody in movies. um but so he invites you to this wedding for a cousin and it's in like this big gorgeous mansion and there's like weird stuff going on in the, on this mansion alfred from gotham's in it who i love oh nice yeah so it's you know pretty quickly once you get to england that it's a vampire movie so i'm not spoiling anything like that but there were some parts of this movie 
that were really cool, really creepy, really good. And then other parts of it that I was like, hmm. And I, do, and I, I can't gather whether or not it ruined the movie for me. It may have, but I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> I definitely check. Invitation, you said? The invitation? Yeah. Okay. Write it down. Definitely check it out. And then there's a show called Paranormal. And it takes place in Egypt. And it follows, uh, I think he's like a, like, um, like a retired kind of like hematologist or something like that. And he's now, I believe he's now a professor. I'm only a couple episodes in, but he's basically being tasked with unlocking like all these paranormal, like mysteries and stuff like that. And he kind of, you know, you're starting, I'm starting to like, they're starting to dive into like his past a little bit and like the paranormal things that he's experienced and stuff like that. Does that ring a bell at all? Yeah, so the title did, because I think I've seen, is it Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so I must have, like, oh, we think you'll like this, but I didn't know anything about it, so um, that's how I think I'm liking it. I don't I don't know a lot about it yet, but I'm, it's definitely not something to watch while you're tired, because it's definitely a little darker, like, set, so if your eyes are already tired, don't, don't try it yet. Okay. But, yeah. um, Sounds yeah, I think you, I think you might like it. Yeah, that sounds like it's right up my alley. I'm uh, definitely gonna gonna check that out because uh, I know exactly what we're talking about with the darker stuff. HBO is uh, notorious for the darker stuff, <laughs> like watching the shows. It's like yeah, Game of Thrones, a whole last season. <laughs> yeah, it's like like most HBO shows I can't watch on my phone because it's just mm-hmm. so dark, and it's just like it's just yeah, Game of Thrones to just. I don't know. It just seemed like everything they did for a while was just like fifty percent darker than any other TV show on yeah. uh, on television. So it's all filmed at midnight. With yeah, no yeah, seriously, it's all all with a dark dark filter over the camera too, and it's so. But uh, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I'm being kind of getting kind of behind on stuff, but I'm always looking for new stuff. And I know when you recommend it, it's it's usually going to be pretty good. So yeah, it's it's super intriguing. Like I said, it's not. I, w- I won't say it's the best thing I ever watched, but it's it's got me thinking about it when I'm not watching it. So nice, nice, definitely, definitely check it out. Awesome. Well, all right. Um, you got a uh, yeah campy film. For those looking for a laugh, it's time for the campy. I do. And normally, I say I'm super excited to talk about this one. And this movie in particular, though, is a mixed bag for me. Because I'm going to approach it a little bit differently. Today, my campy movie is Human Centipede. Nice. So, if you haven't seen this movie... Listen to my review first. And if you have seen this movie, you're in good company because I have two, Tom has two, and we still don't know what to think about it. So, mm-hmm. um, so it basically, it's a, there's a psychotic surgeon and he kidnaps three tourists and surgically conjoins them, connects them to each other to create a human centipede. Now, if you haven't seen this movie and you haven't seen pictures of this movie or have otherwise been under a rock to not know what that means, I'd imagine if you pictured it, 
you would get it. Uh, <laughs> but I will tell you. So this surgeon uh, connects the mouth of one person to uh, the ass of another. <laughs> and uh, keep in mind that it is an open mouth, not just kissing it. It's an open, <laughs> wide, yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> they meet openings. There's orifices overlapping here. So <laughs> I'm gonna preface this by telling you that I am not upset that I have seen this movie. I'm not. I'm glad that I saw it because I had a morbid curiosity and I needed to see it and 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 I deserved what I saw because I wanted to see it. And I feel like if you have that morbid curiosity, you too deserve to see it. And you get you get what you get what you see. Um, if you have a weak stomach, you don't do well with excrement <laughs> or anything of that nature. Don't watch this movie. I I would recommend it to you if you have a sick twisted personality and you are at least morbidly curious about it. I recommend it, but otherwise, nope, not for you. Don't watch it. <laughs> now, uh, the doctor was specialized in conjoined twins. And one really cool fact, like behind the scenes fact of this movie is there are paintings of conjoined twins all over, all over the place um, where he's creating this human centipede. And those paintings are actually done by Tom Six. He's the director. And he's so talented and <laughs> understand that my very confused rating of this movie is nothing to take away how creative and how how amazing he is um you learn in this movie how food will pass from now the only mouth left on this human centipede uh through to the only ass left on this centipede <laughs> and you see it i will tell you that it is close up it is graphic you don't miss it. You know what's happening. And it is one of the more graphic things I've ever seen in a movie. And I do not have a weak stomach. And it absolutely, I had a little bit of a, like a gag feeling watching it. It is a lot. So you have been warned. <laughs> um, some more really cool um, facts from this like behind the scenes of this movie is Tom Six actually consulted real surgeons on this movie and then he they actually went ahead to call this movie medically accurate it is not it is not medically accurate so kind of as a spoof on that movies that would come out later on like in the future uh would compare themselves medically accurately to human centipede like saw has done it and so That's on so it was actually like a kind of play on that because it's not medically accurate in any way. Um, <laughs> now, when auditioning for the human centipede, um, they would show drawings of what the human centipede was intended to be to some of the women women that had showed up to audition, and most of them um, left because <laughs> you know that's yeah. a very it's a lot, <laughs> but when the Toronto Underground Cinema showed this film, they sold tickets at a centipede deal, and it's buy two, get one free. You know, oh. a trio of a centipede. Um, 
when investors were approached to help and fund this movie and invest in this movie, they were simply told that it would involve people who are sewn together. Not how, not what ends, nothing other than they would be sewn together with some minor background to the craziness of the surgeon. <laughs> One more fact that might be the coolest fact of all of this, because at first glance, it sounds like it's an insult, but at the same time, when you think about it a little more, it might be actually a pretty big compliment. Uh, Roger, Roger Ebert refused to rate this movie. He said he refused to rate it because basically, basically it is what it is. Huh. And, but what he said was to not confuse that as a zero rating. Huh. Right? So, like, that's a compliment in a weird way because he's not saying it's a bad movie. He's just uh, saying, honestly, it sounds to me like he was so shaken by it that he's, he didn't know how to rate it. And I think that's a huge compliment. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. I never knew that. Yep. So, there are two other Human Centipede movies. You have uh, two, sorry, Human Centipede 2 that came out in 2011 and Human Centipede 3 that came out in 2015. And then at one point, they actually put all three of them together as a second Twisted Trilogy, and it's just one very long movie. So that also exists. But um, like I said, if you've got a weak stomach and anything I said sounds like something you don't want to see, don't watch this movie. Yeah. But if for some reason you're like, oh, that sounds cool, just like I did, just like Tom did, just like a lot of other very effed in the head people did then watch it yeah i had like it was it's kind of like a morbid curiosity because mm-hmm. it, it's like yeah i uh, i got when i heard about it i was like okay i gotta i gotta check this out and and then i watched it and watched a lot of it kind of like between <laughs> my fingers like yes. ah, um because or like it, out of the corner, yeah, like turned yeah, the exactly. like playing on my phone a lot and mm-hmm. uh, looking at that screen just because it, it, some of the scenes are tough and you know, like you said, if you know, excrement well, and, and stuff. After like, that, that, the first time that the 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 guy in front digested his food. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, but it's definitely if you're a fan of horror or just if you have that same morbid curiosity, definitely check it out. But I think Shay gave a really good warning on it that hey, it's it's definitely not for everybody, and even for the people that it's for, I don't know if anybody that's going watching it ten times. It's like you know, you watch it once, maybe twice, and that's it. It's. I think it's safe to say if you know someone that has watched this like 10, 15 times and continues to watch it, they may be someone that you shouldn't be socializing with. Yeah, that's a great point. That is a very, very good point because, yeah, it's, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a wild one. I had forgot that we had put that on the list, and uh, so I'm I'm definitely glad we did just to to talk about it a little bit because it's a lot. It's a wild one. It's yeah. So again, take our warnings if you want to or don't, but don't blame us if you regret it. <laughs> All right. Well, the 
Mother's brave souls are ready for a fright. It's time for the feature. I have the feature today, and what I'm going to be talking about is Saw and the Saw franchise. Uh, and um, so the, the original Saw came out in 2004, and it's a horror film directed by James Wan and was written by Lee Wanal or Wainel, or Wanel, I don't know. And this was actually James Wan's um, uh, featured directorial debut, which is uh, I, I was not aware of until I started researching. And star, this first one starred Carrie Elways, Dan Glover, Monica Parter, Michael Emerson, Kang Luong, and Tobin Bell. And real, real basic, um, the, t the film tells the story and it tells it in a non-linear way, which is some people like, some people don't. I'm a fan of non-linear storytelling. I, I, I think it makes interesting stuff, but I, I do know people that do not like that sort of non-linear where it jumps around, they get lost pretty quickly and stuff. But uh, uh, storytelling, uh, and it revolves around the mystery of the Jigsaw Killer, who... Um, and this killer, he tests his victims' will to live by putting them through deadly games or tests where they must inflict great physical pain upon themselves and sometimes others to survive. And um, this this particular saw uh, frame, uh, follows Jigsaw's latest victims, uh, played by Lee Wannell and Carrie Elways, who awaken in a large dilapidated bathroom uh, and with one being ordered to kill the other to save his family. So I'm going to, Saw is a weird one. This franchise is a weird one for me um, because they're not the best movies in the world by any stretch of the imagination. But when they come out, I have to see them. And I'm sure a lot of you, if you're watching our show or not a fan of our show, you've probably seen at least one or two out of this franchise, probably more. And, and even if not, you're familiar with it. But when they come out, I do have to see them. I, mm -hmm. I just, I, I, I have to, even the most recent one, I was so excited, um, Spiral, which is, little it's part of the, the the franchise but a little different it revolves around a cop killer uh stars chris rock um they're not the greatest films but i do need to see them every every time they come out and they're they're very similar a lot of these films and and i'm not saying that in like a necessarily bad way because predictable and similar doesn't always mean bad. It's it's almost comforting at this point watching these films sometimes because it's like, I know what I'm going to get. I, I, I kind of, I know essentially what the story makeup's going to be. It's going it, to, it's, or usually it's, um, you know, they, these people put in these situations where they got to make a, they got to make a choice. Uh, do they hurt themselves, hurt another to survive or do they, um, you know, do they give up and die? And what we find out about these people that are picked is, like I said, they usually have something in their background that is maybe not great or even criminal or, you know, you usually find 
uh, that this uh, the jigsaw killer, Dr. John Kramer, played by Tobin Bell, um, is knows about something in their past and is trying to get them to sort of redeem themselves in, in a way and um, by putting them through the paces, putting them through these tests, these games where they have to make a choice. And some of the movies they got to work together are, is the idea that these people are, you know, a lot of times selfish or whatever. They don't want to work together or, um, or sometimes, like they said, you just have to inflict harm on themselves like the one where they're chained in uh basically in a bathroom and there's a saw and a hand saw in there and they got to make the decision do i you know chop off my own hand to get free or you know and 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 mutilate myself and the idea by john kramer who he's a doctor who gets a, a terminal uh diagnosis of cancer and um you know starts to think about life and he goes sort of down this darker road because as he's dying, he's, you know, he's put in this position or, or he's dying. He can't do anything about it. Um, and uh, the doctor that tells him maybe, you know, could have done a better job, didn't have the greatest bedside manner or whatever you want to say. So he is setting out to take these people and rehabilitate them. And if they do survive his deadly game in Dr. John Kramer's um, viewpoint, they've been rehabilitated, a la the idea behind prison, even though it's not really the case, as we find out um, in a lot of cases, at least. So um, yeah, in most of the movies, or pretty much all these movies follow that same that same formula where they're put into these positions and got to make a decision. And each movie, you know, because they progressively, you know, these games become more elaborate, the devices become more elaborate, and uh, it's really cool. So I'll start to basically, um, like I said, there's there we're coming on this year. There will when in October, Saw X or Saw Ten will be coming out. Um, but there are, um, to this point, there are nine movies in the franchise. I'll briefly um, just go through. So we had Saw, the original Saw, which was, actually, I should mention, there's a Saw point five, And that is just the, it was a short film made by Juan, uh, James Wan and Whelan um, to shop around to the studios uh they came up with it and it was just short film and uh they you know went to a bunch of studios trying to buy it and then finally Lionsgate um picked it up so I've never seen it I don't know like I said I don't even know how long it is it's not I know it's not very long but then it was you know Lionsgate took it so then we have Saw the original Saw which was 2004 then we had Saw 2 in 2005, Saw 3 in 2006, Saw 4 in 2007, Saw 5 in 2008, Saw 6 in 2009, and then um, in 2010 we had Saw 3D, which I do not remember this one for some reason. I do not I remember either, actually. 3D. Um, and then it was seven years to the next one. It was Jigsaw in 2017, and then... Uh, four years later, uh, in 2021, 
uh, there were Spiral, the, uh, the one I had mentioned with Chris Rock in it. Very good, but it was a copycat killer, but it's still part of the franchise. And then uh, the tentative date for Saw 10 or Saw X is October 27th of this year, 2023. So again, these films, there's not a huge, huge difference, but I, I, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Yeah, my nephew's here. And my That's brother. fine. As long as it's actually a thing. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts uh, on these things. And I'd like to hear your thoughts, too. The idea of that, that this is um, created a genre within the horror film called torture porn, which I am not super crazy about. Title. So. I don't like that. I don't like that it's... I don't like that it's given that stigma almost of being classified as that and i and i do see that a lot and i, I don't agree with it for a couple of reasons uh one for a horror movie it's actually not very grotesque yes there's gore there's violence there's brutality there's really little to possibly no like unnecessary nudity there's nobody is having sex in this movie at all i don't think if i if i recall correctly there's no there's no actual like porn qualities to it so i don't understand that part of it and as far as torture goes i i can see it a little bit because at some point these games you know you want to play a game these games that he has people play are eventually not his doing and they aren't always survivable because because at some point it is someone else and it does become more about revenge than teaching mm -hmm. um i love these movies and it's funny because I, I can't 100 percent put my finger on what i love about them but i do because while they're all very similar and they do kind of follow a base thing and you are they you are find they they are finding people who are missing missing a puzzle piece they are missing a core part of what they should have to deserve or in his eyes deserve life because he is having his life taken from him and there's nothing he can do there's no fighting there's no there's nothing he can do to himself or anybody else there's no will that he can have that is going to make him survive. So he realizes that he has a life being taken from him when so many other people are out there just taking theirs for granted. And I, and it's funny to say, and I feel like I say this about horror movies a lot, that's a beautiful gesture though. It is such a cool thought. And it is such a great, you know, almost like a lesson to think about because he he's been given a death sentence and you have people that are just throwing everything away but be deliberately or not obviously i mean it's you don't always have a choice in the things that happen to you in your life and you don't always have a choice in the roads that you're either that you may be pushed down and that does happen but he's trying to give people something to hold on to something to find in to grasp that will give them the life that he feels they should have so it is good intentioned um 
another cool thing about it though is is and I, and I feel like this part is underplayed and not not a lot of people are seeing it like this and again i i might just be a little twisted but the traps that he makes are so artistic and they're and they're so creative and they're beautiful in a macabre way like even look at the reverse bear trap and the one where he almost like he blood eagled the um the detective and the it's yeah it's so clever and it's so cool and it's he's using this these like rusty creepy looking pieces and he's just putting them together and, he, and he's it's it's like trash art almost but um yeah, I, I feel like that part of it's underrated too. I feel like not enough people are like, oh yeah, that is actually that's <laughs> quite pretty looking. I yeah, guess. That's a great point because they are. They are, and especially as the movie goes on, because the movies go on because they gotta kinda, you know, outdo the last one in, in some aspects and you know, you don't wanna be um whatever you know repeat the same one so they are the artistry behind them is is quite impressive and that's a great point that yeah most people wouldn't wouldn't bring up so i'm, I'm glad you did because it's um it's a really good point and then what i what, what i like too is you know jigsaw there um you know kramer john kramer tobin bell um yeah he is he's the jigsaw killer but he's he's got almost a noble purpose for doing it a lot of this so it, it it's this weird sort of dichotomy built that yeah oh my god he's he's doing this really bad thing putting these people but these people aren't 100 percent innocent or you know at least in you know some of the films and it's uh so it it creates a really sort of nuanced bad, bad guy, big bad, or, uh, or whatever in the movie, as opposed to where a lot of times in a horror film, you get a killer and he's killing to kill for killing's sake. It's just, you know, and they, they don't, you know, and that's not every, you know, the better ones, you know, delve into the reasoning why, but you don't always get that in a film. And then even if you do, it it's usually not, um, wrapped in a in a noble purpose like that like he's like at least in his mind and trying to get these people to rehabilitate you know rehabilitate these people it's really uh so i i really really enjoy it because or he's or, a smaller scale thanos <laughs> that's that's actually i like that i like that analogy that's uh that's really good um yeah so it, it's like i said it's a weird film and they're not like super different from each other you know a lot of them you know they, this is one where if you've never seen them don't try to binge the whole series because your head will probably explode because you know by two three and four you're like it's just a lot of traps and you're probably you know they're going to bleed into each other because they still bleed into it for me it's like i remember the first one pretty well and i remember the spiral pretty well just because it's recent but the ones in between i might be talking about two and bring up a a a, a game or a trap that's in actually in four or five or whatever so because it's there is a lot of similarity to it but they're different enough and yeah i don't i'm not really a fan of the whole calling the torture porn i get why they, I get the title, why they would say that, because it, it's, but 
I think that's a bit reductive and, and you're reducing it down to just one of its elements. And I think there's a lot more to it because it's about it's about redemption and morality and stuff like that. It's almost like the old morality plays just put in a horror setting with, uh, you know, darker themes and stuff. So I, 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 I'm not a fan of the torture. Pro well, I get it. I just, I don't, plus I don't like describing movies like that because then it's like people are thinking porn and it's like, no, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not pornographic. I, you, like you mentioned, it's, it's, outside of the traps and the games and stuff it's uh, there's not a, there's not a ton of nudity sexy stuff surprisingly back. mild really yeah yeah it's not gratuitous in any way outside of the games and the, the challenges whatever you want to call them so I, again i'm not a fan i get it but i'm not a fan but i I really like these films, guys, and um, I'm sure you, most people out there, you've seen at least a, one or a couple of them. You know, you get, it's hard to, if you've been alive in, in the past 20 years, it's hard to not have seen at least one of them. Because, like, as I was listing them, you could see that up until whatever it was, up until, uh, seven or something like that or eight it was there were there were one one coming out a year it every year like in october or something like that they were coming out so they they pumped them out pretty quick which again is impressive to your point with these traps becoming more elaborate and how you know elaborate they are and beautiful and whatever that they are able to pump they were able to pump out a, a new one each and every year like that until they took the break and they came back so yeah, guys, it's it's a good one. I I I really enjoy it. Um, now, I know what I'm going to rate it out of, but I don't. Um, did you want to talk about anything else with this before we get into the rating? So I think I want to amend one thing that you said just a little bit, just like tweak it just a smidge. Yeah, go for it. And I agree that if you were to binge all of the movies at once, it's a lot. It's maybe too much at once. And they will blend together a lot. But I do think if you were to, say, watch one a week or one every other week for a couple months, I feel like they are worth taking in just the sheer artistry of it, the sheer creativity in the traps, because there are as much as the continuity is there and it's and there's a lot to be said for that because if it, if movies blend together that well and you don't know where one starts and the other begins that is, that is actually great but the traps are always different and they're they're ever changing and they're so unique and creative and demented and twisted and sick and i honestly i feel personally that yes i agree don't binge it but i think if you can give it the time that if you watch like one every week or so for a couple months, I actually don't think you would be super disappointed if you were to see them all. Yeah, and that's a great point. And I, I and um, when I was saying that, I didn't, I, I, I didn't think I, I didn't mean because um, I don't think people would be disappointed as much as I. I'm just thinking because knowing myself, it's like when I get on. Cause I, my compulsions, my OCD, like I, I think back to like, 
I'll get into an author and then I'll just start reading everything by that author. And I did that with Kurt Vonnegut and I read like nine of his books back to back to back. And now they all blend together. Um, but I enjoyed every single one of them. You know, it, it wasn't so I, it, I, I don't mean it from an enjoyment or, you know, like you said, checking out just the artistry of it. I just meant for in like for me in my brain, just trying to keep everything straight yeah. for me. Um, but like to your point, you're absolutely right. If you did, if you watch one every week, every other week or something like that, you could, uh, you totally, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, all right. Uh, so why don't we do it out of, uh, jigsaw puzzle pieces? Okay. Like how do you want to rate it? So we'll do, let's do the first one and then do the franchise as a whole. Okay. So. All right, the first one I'm gonna I'm gonna give an eight and a half because when this movie came out, I hadn't seen anything like it. I, it was it's so creative and it's so different from really everything. Um, as a franchise, I'm gonna so one is an eight and a half. I'm gonna give the franchise an eight. Okay, and only because there's a point where things shift a little and i didn't super love the, st the shift but i did love the execution nice i uh, i like that so i'm gonna give the first one an eight and because it was so different it was sort of groundbreaking in the genre um i remember being very very pleasantly surprised slash blown away by the mm -hmm. first one the franchise as a whole i'm gonna give a seven and um and that to me is still a really good score i just had to think like i gave the whole conjuring franchise seven and a half so yeah. I, and i like this conjuring franchise a bit better and the the you know and the only reason it's a seven and not a 7.5 aside from that is just that and is because there is repetition in the storylines and but like i said like i mentioned earlier that's not necessarily a bad thing and it's not it, it just it is what it is so yeah so i eight and then a seven for me i like it uh, all right well Unless we have anything else, I think you have a family-friendly slash kids movie. For the <coughs> little ones, it's time for the kids' scare. I I do, and I super shocked again. I'm super excited to talk about this one. Um, it I'm going to talk about Goosebumps from 2015, and this stars. If you don't know, um, this stars probably one of the most talented human beings on the face of the planet, none other than Jack Black. And I'm jealous at how talented this man is, but Jack Black plays R.L. Stein, and this movie follows a boy named Zach whose family moves from a big city to a small town and smack dab right next to R.L. Stein. And the boy takes somewhat of a shine to Stein's daughter, Hannah. Uh, Stein, very dad-like, 
uh, cautions hit the boy to stay away from his daughter, as you would expect, because, you know, that's what dads do. Um, you come to find out that Stein wrote the stories that he wrote. So he is himself in this. He is the author, R.L. Stein, in this. And you find out that he wrote the stories that he wrote to cope with severe bullying and that many of the monsters in these in the pages of those books came to life and stein was keeping them imprisoned in manuscripts in his house yeah slappy from night of the living dummy um breaks free and actually releases all the other monsters now this is the part where if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it because I want you to play the exact game that I played. I found myself picking characters out of all, because I loved the Goosebump books. I loved reading them. I would read them again as an adult if I had them still. Um, you are going to be able to pick out so many characters from the books that you love. Um, and it's just fantastic. Uh, there is in this movie, if you haven't seen it, and I'm not going to spoil it, a really, really, really cool twist, a very sweet twist, a very sad twist even, um, to this movie. And if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about, and you're going to go, oh, and yes, it's exactly, oh. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I did find out that shocked me, and I'm really disappointed in myself, and not only as a Goosebump fan, but a, like a younger horror fan, and a Jack Black fan. Uh, did you know that there was a second Goosebump movie from 2018? I did not at all. I Yeah, so wow. I have to go watch that now because I didn't know. I had no idea. So I'm going to recommend you guys watch this with your kids. I'd say gauge the years, gauge the age of your children. You know, but I, I would say six or seven would probably be fine watching this, maybe younger. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it does have a little bit of a creep factor to it, but it's fun creep. It's just, it's so, it's great. So, yeah. But that, that's what I got for Goosebumps. Yeah, I love it. it, it and like you said, Jack Black is serious. AIB. He's a national treasure, that guy. He just, he's so good at everything he does, whether it's music or acting or the, the guy is just, he's so good. So good. So funny. So. Can't Do you say. know anything about Jack Black's mom? No. So his mom actually uh, worked on a system that helped save the Apollo 13 astronauts. Uh, she It's called the, um, the abort guidance system. She actually helped create it and it saved, and it saved their lives. How does, what? first of all, Jack Black should have been famous way before he was way bigger than he is before he was yeah he's phenomenal but how do we not know that about his mom I, yeah that's i never knew that that's fucking wild like i know wow wow that's so interesting never knew Mind that blown. yeah wow very cool mm -hmm. all right so do we have anything else nope i think i got everything all right well thanks for joining us guys and make sure to meet us next week when The Good Son will be on the big screen. I can't wait. Such Me a good Oh, my God. Such a such an underrated but really, really good film. Macaulay Culkin at his finest. It's uh, 
oh, that's going to be a good episode. Mm -hmm. So until then, guys, sweet dreams. Thanks, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out to your hosts by email at scareyourpantsoff9 at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you get your podcasts. If we haven't scared you away yet, you're our kind of people. So check under your bed and keep your feet under the covers and those closet doors shut. <laughs> Until next week, my friends.